Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. This week's question is short and sweet. It goes like this. I want my husband to go to therapy so damn bad. He has jokingly said that I go enough for the both of us. When I bring it up, he dodges it. Maybe this is a manipulative ask, but how can I get him to open up to it? I want to grow with this man. The more I am unlearning my own patterns, the more I notice his patterns that he is unaware of. It's annoying. Please help. And this question comes from uh, somebody who calls herself Needy Wifey, which I respect. And she was born November 5th, 1990 at 2.03 a.m. in Nashville, Tennessee. So this is such a great question. This is such a great question because if we're being honest, most of us in relationships want to change our partners or in friendships want to change our friends from time to time. It's not a healthy impulse or instinct. Although it's not inherently necessarily the wrong one, right? Once you start healing and getting involved in your own wellness, uh, it's hard to not want other people to have the same benefits that you're having. But here's something important. You mentioned that it may be manipulative, and I was instantly like, oh, snap, this is a Scorpio. And indeed, you have a stellium in Scorpio. You've got a Sun, Venus, Pluto, Mercury conjunction in Scorpio. So whenever you set to something that really pleases you, it's hard for you to imagine how someone else wouldn't feel the same. That's kind of part of your nature. And when you go into therapy, when you go into healing or destroying, in either case, uh, you tend to go really deep. That's just how you're wired. And I like it. I respect it. But here's the thing. In a marriage, in any kind of a long-term relationship, right, what we must do is our best our best to be the best person, individual human that we can, and also the best partner that we can. Part of being a really good partner is therapy for a lot of people. And it doesn't have to be traditional therapy, you know, but working on yourself, uh, trying to grow and to evolve. And we must grow and evolve. We must grow and evolve. The reason why we must is because time marches on and it changes us. And if we want to be active participants in our lives, we need to be, you know, active agents of change in our own development, in our own lives. And the risk of any long-term relationship is that you outgrow someone. If you're changing deeply and frequently, if you're getting healthier or less healthy, as it were, over the course of time, yeah, you could outgrow your partner or they could outgrow you. You could simply drift apart. That's the risk of marriage. It's the risk of any long-term relationship. What we can say to our partners is, I need you to take care of yourself because when you don't take care of yourself, it falls on me. What we can say to our partners is, I want you to do this thing because it's really working for me and I can see how it would really work for you. But what we don't get to do is enforce these rules. It's very tempting to be uh, you know, a benevolent dictator in our relationships when we believe we're right, especially for those of us who have fixed signs in our birth chart, as Scorpio is. However, uh, that's not really how it goes. You can ask him why he's resistant. You can talk to him about the benefits for you. But when your partner says, no, I don't want this, 
I don't choose this. It's kind of on us to say, oh shit, I got to accept that. Part of accepting that your partner does not want to be in therapy is accepting that it may have long-term negative impact on your relationship. And you can't control that. You don't get to control that. And I know that it's basically, you know, fighting words for me to say with somebody with a Pluto-Mercury conjunction, because you feel that if you think it through deeply enough and you communicate it just right, that you could convince anyone of anything. And you know what? Maybe you can. But at what cost? You can't make someone grow with you. You just can't. But what you can do is grow and be your very best self and be honest with yourself about whether or not this person continues to be the right partner for you. I don't mean to be cavalier with the idea of divorce, but I do feel that breaking up or divorcing is a gift. And it's a gift because we can't always be in the same relationship forever. And that's not, to me, inherently a failure. It's about compatibility, authenticity, what's real. And if you say to your partner, this is my concern, I, I really want you to continue to grow with me. We don't have to be the same person. You don't have to do exactly what I'm doing. But I am worried. If you can say that to him and he's like, okay, cool, but I'm not changing and I'm not doing that, that's important information for you to have. But it's also important information for you to have that because something is working for you, you feel that it has to work for your partner. And that as you get deeper into your own healing journey, it's harder to tolerate somebody else's annoying or unhealthy behaviors and habits, right? That may be because you're being controlling and you're fixating on somebody else. Or it can be because as you heal and grow, the people or person that you were compatible with, you're not as compatible with them anymore. And only time will tell. Unfortunately, only time will tell. But at the end of the day, what's really important is that we don't get to control our partners. I'll tell you what, as a Capricorn to a Scorpio, I've tried, <laughs> but it doesn't work. And even when it does work, it doesn't work. All you can really do is be a good friend to him. Be a good friend to yourself. And when that friendship stops working because you're not on the same page and you don't understand each other or you don't like each other, then deal with that. And it doesn't sound like you're there. It just sounds like you're annoyed and you've got this big idea, this big idea that what works for you will work for him and that the things that are annoying about him uh, will stop being annoying if he goes to therapy. But I can assure you that that's not how everybody works. It's just not how everybody works. Now, I'll say one more thing, and this specific thing is about your birth chart, my dear. You've got the North Node in Aquarius. Your path, your truth is unique to you. In your circle, maybe that's in your relationship or in your friendship circle, your family, you're a bit of an odd bird. And again, uh, as I've said many times on the podcast, I love an odd bird, but you're a bit of an odd bird. What works for you often does not work for the people around you, and that's okay. I mean, it can be annoying for you sometimes, especially because you do have all of that Scorpio stuff in your chart. But there's something kind of exciting about being a unique individual and not having to be the same as the people around you and not needing them to be the same as you. And if you can kind of lean into that, then you're doing another layer 
of your own spiritual work, which is being an autonomous individual. Again, the scary side of being an autonomous individual is that you may individuate out of resonance with your husband. That's, that's a risk, but it shouldn't stop you from healing and growing. And trying to force him into therapy isn't going to really change the course of that. Pay attention to what your partner says and does when you tell him what you want and need. Pay attention to whether or not he's doing his own things in order to grow and evolve and work on his difficult patterns. And give it space. Give it time. Now, I would give you this advice at any time, but I want to acknowledge that we are living through unprecedented times, very stressful times, and everybody has their coping mechanisms, right? Looking at your birth chart with all that Scorpio in it, you've got a bunch of Capricorn in your chart as well. It makes sense that when things get hard, you work harder, you go deeper. But your husband may have the opposite coping mechanism. So hold space for this might not be the moment he goes to therapy. Can you accept him nonetheless? Are you still compatible? Is this still healthy? And if the answers are yes, I can accept him and I find him annoying, then give it space and time. Because for most people, if they're sitting at a dinner table with someone else and you're both offered a dish, you know, some, some food neither of you have had before, and you say, yes, I'll try it, and they say, no, I won't, and then they see you eating it and they see that you're loving it and they're seeing that you're, you're saffonsified, you're, you're, you feel full, it's delicious, you're so happy, they're going to want to bite. Eventually, most people are going to want to bite. Not all people, not all times, but you want to have faith that that is true with a lot of things, including self-help and therapy. Okay, I said that was one last thing before, but here's one last thing. Having this much Scorpio in your chart and having Pluto sandwiched between Venus, the Sun, and Mercury makes me want to ask, do you come from a family of addicts? Do you have your own history with addiction? Because a lot of times people who struggle with addiction or were raised by addicts or raised by people who were raised by addicts end up having codependency issues. And if that is you, my dear, then part of what I would encourage you to work on in your own individual therapy is your codependent tendencies. You called yourself needy wife. I think it was a joke. I think it was funny. Not to get too serious or hung up on that. But your chart does speak to having some codependent tendencies. And they're definitely worth you investigating because being close to people is healthy and good. Wanting the best from and for people is healthy and good. And needing people to do what you want when you want it. Needing to be at the helm of control of how other people approach their lives. That, eh, not so much with the goodness. Not so much. So, my dear, I hope that is helpful. And I hope you have a wonderful new year. Public schools are really struggling right now. That's why I want you to know about Donors Choose. They connect the public to public schools. Their mission is to make it easy for everyone to help a teacher in need, moving us closer to a nation where students in every community have the tools and experiences they need for a great education. You can donate money to classrooms around the U.S., and it's very easy to do. Go to DonorsChoose.org to support a classroom today. Darlings, darlings, let's get into some astrology, shall we? Before I get deep into details, uh, my beautiful, beautiful new website is live, and I'm so excited about it. 
I definitely want to invite you to check it out at lovelanyetto.com. And if you go to ghostofapodcast.com, that looks different too. So enjoy. If you hit the homepage of the website, you can use Tiny Spark, my app that has previously only been available to people on iOS. It is now available on my, my homepage for you to use. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And so I hope you like it as much as I do because I fucking love it. I don't get that excited about every website I drop. This one is, you know, it's a chef's kiss is what I'm trying to say. It's a chef's kiss. Also, if you missed my class, Plants and Planets, Tools for 2022, you can get it on my shiny new website by going to the shop page. And when you're there, you can see all the other video and audio webinars that you can get uh, and learn some astrology with me if you're in the market, you know, if you're in the market. So this week, we are looking at January 9th through the 15th of 2022. And it starts off on the 9th with an exact transit. It's a Mercury sextile to Chiron. This transit is really good for working through ideas, uh, making sense of things. Now, Mercury is your mind, it's your friendships, it's your attitudes, it's your thinking. And Chiron is related to wounding, to inherited issues or issues that are just deep within you from your childhood. They're, they're issues that are sticky and hard to confront. When we have a sextile between these two planets, technically Chiron is an asteroid and not a planet, but when we have a sextile between these two guys, what happens is your thinking may turn to kind of serious, heavy, or deep topics. But the sextile suggests that you'll be able to make connections, that there will be uh, useful lines of thought, creative lines of thought, and not just uh, self-destructive or self-harming lines of thought. So if you are in therapy, if you have a dear diary, or you're just dealing with some sticky or heavy shit, this is a great time for dealing with it. And kind of related, kind of not, kind of, no, it's, it's related. You know, if you've been wearing those cloth masks, this would be a great time to buy yourself uh, N95 or KN94 or some other kind of mask that is safer and more effective against the current Omicron variant. Mercury Sextile Chiron, great time to get yourself a mask to protect your airways right? On the 10th, we have another exact sextile. This one is between the sun and Neptune. Now, the sun sextile to Neptune is a great transit for a lot of things. One is relaxing. If you have a hard time with taking a break, or when you take a break, you actually just obsess and you don't really take the break, the sun sextile to Neptune makes it a lot easier to be in a state of receptivity to, in other words, chill, in a way that is healthy and generative. And I think we could all use a little bit of that, right? The sun sextile to Neptune can increase empathy and compassion and generosity. It is an excellent transit for spiritual work and for humanitarian work. It is a great time for just being present and experiencing and expressing care for other people or for the planet. This is not a transit that is necessarily going to do anything too spectacular, and especially because of the overlap between it and the next transit I'm going to tell you about. But it is a resource that we can tap into. This feeling of interconnection, our capacity for bearing witness in a, in a real and heartfelt way to the humanity and others and honoring it, you know, that's 
It's right there for us with that sun sextile to Neptune. Honestly, the Mercury sextile to Chiron does not hurt in that uh, direction either. So it really is a matter of making the choice to orient your thinking and your energy in that direction. And that choice might not be that easy to make because on the 11th, Mars is in Sagittarius forming an exact square to Neptune in Pisces. And we will be feeling this transit throughout the week. So we're feeling it at the start and the end of this damn week. But it is exact on the 11th. This is a difficult transit. Mars and Neptune are the two planets that are most different from each other in our lived experience. That is because Mars is the ego and it's our unique sense of self. It's my needs, my goals, uh, my approach. And Neptune is the higher self. It is the spirituality. It is the truth that we are all interconnected and we're all cousins. We're all family, right? And so my needs as an individual are not that important to Neptune. Neptune is much more concerned about how we can lift each other up, right? How we are all connected to each other. And so when Mars and Neptune form a hard aspect, which in the case of these planets would be a conjunction, square, or opposition, things can get really uncomfortable because the ego or the sense of self can feel demoralized or usurped by Neptune, it's kind of like uh, if you think of Mars as, a, as an iron bucket, Neptune corrodes the bucket so that there's holes in it. It makes it so that our sense of self and our sense of uh, urgency and egoism is kind of set off center by Neptune, which you might think sounds good or you might think it sounds bad, but it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. What matters is that it's hard. And if one's ego is not flexible and integrated and conscious and healthy, then this can lead to really bad behavior. And this bad behavior, of course, will be coming from individuals, but it's happening to every single person on the planet. Therefore, it's masses of individuals. So on and around this date, we want to be very aware of propaganda and gossip and misinformation and disinformation. So on a political and social level, talking about misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda, that means, you know, if you see something or you read something or you hear something that is outrageous or that is intense and has a lot of impact on your worldview or your experience or whatever, uh, yeah, look for a second source. Make sure you're checking the sources of whatever news you're getting. This is you know, an extra step or two, but it's really important to do. It's important also to know that breaking news that comes out on and around the 11th may or may not actually hold. It may be reported too soon. There may be, you know, mistakes in it. There is absolutely a thing called human error. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm not critical of big media. Sure. Yeah, I am. But also there's a thing called human error and we want to hold space for that. In particular, because we are dealing with Mars and Sagittarius and Neptune in Pisces, we may get news about the pandemic. There may be some sort of uh, unfortunate advancement, or there may be some unfortunate uh, kind of disinformation campaign or misinformation campaign about COVID-19. It's really hard to know what's true and what's not, especially in a period of time where we're dealing with unprecedented 
issues, right? But here we are. And so it's incumbent upon us as individuals to just do a little bit of research and make sure that, you know, before we're passing on information, that it's accurate information. So that's on on a social or political level. On a personal level, uh, beware of gossip. Do not be a gossip and do not pass on gossip because chances are that it is not accurate or that it is hurtful in ways that you don't fully understand. This is a time where we may feel demoralized by ego lessons. And when I say that, what I mean is you may find that you feel really just like you're not getting what you want, that things aren't going the way you intended. You may just be overwhelmed by a sense of ennui around this date. This happens not as torture, even though it may feel that way. It happens so that we develop a more spiritual relationship to our egos. And when I say spiritual, I don't mean disassociated or idealistic. What I mean is understanding the value of the ego and the limitations of the ego. Being able to work with our ego means being able to embody our power and also to be humble and to not always have to force or prove our power to ourselves or others. We want our ego to be strong and healthy. When it's unhealthy, it can be too aggressive or not strong enough. Either of those issues will end up being a big problem under a transit like Mars square to Neptune. Listen to your body when it tells you it's tired. I say when it tells you it's tired because under this transit, we're likely to feel pretty damn tired. This transit can make you feel exhausted, uh, sad, anxious, all kinds of things. But it may really just be that you need to languish a little, like just like sit upon a couch or uh, be in nature. It can be something that simple. Listen to your body. This is a really bad time for fasting or any kind of um, self-denial based approach to your body. Okay, so if you were planning on doing something like that this week, I would put it off, you know, and there's lots of reasons why people fast. And some of those reasons are really healthy and lovely. And some of those reasons are not. But in both cases, I would recommend uh, not doing it this week because the Mars square to Neptune wants us to fortify the body, to feed the body, to nurture the body as a way of also feeding, fortifying and nurturing the soul. Because here at Ghost of a Podcast Industries, we know that the soul is not inside of the body, but instead the body is inside of the soul. It is an extension and a piece of the soul, and it requires all the love and care we would want to give to any soul, any weary soul, as it were. So, you know, pay good attention. And then unfortunately, in the context of COVID, the Mars squared and Neptune can be really problematic wear your mask uh, and, and make sure you're wearing your mask properly and the right kind of mask. Wash your hands. Do not go to large events with people indoors. You know, this is not the time for that. Unfortunately, we are in a place where we have to make personal concessions for the collective, for our own selves, but also for the collective. That is part of Mars square to Neptune. It's part of other larger astrological events. If you haven't already heard my 2022 year ahead horoscope, then hey, you're missing out. And uh, I definitely encourage you to listen to it. It is episode 239. But you know, I think it's really important to remember, uh, especially when we are going through a week where Mars is square to Neptune, the sun is sextile to Neptune, that we do not yet understand long haul COVID. We just don't. And 
one of the very few things we do know about long-haul COVID is that you can have a very mild case of COVID and end up with long-haul symptoms. And nobody wants that. And so with all this Neptune energy, we really want to protect the immune system. And there are lots of ways of doing that. But in a global pandemic, one way is, you know, doing everything you can to not get sick and to not be a vector of illness to others. So, you know, do do what you can, but just do it. Okay, so that's the Mars square to Neptune. And that brings us to uh, Mercury retrograde. Yeah, you heard it right. On January 14th at 3.41 a.m. Pacific time, Mercury goes retrograde in Aquarius. Do we already have a Venus retrograde? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So now we've got Mercury and Venus retrograde until pretty much the end of the month. Uh, Venus goes direct on the 29th of January. So I'm going to talk to you about first what it means to have both of these planets retrograde at the same time. And then about the Mercury retrograde itself, really specifically. The Mercury-Venus retrograde mashup that is the start of our new year. We are so lucky. Are we not so lucky? Uh, What it means is so much for relationships, right? Because Mercury is friendship, it's connection, it's communication, and Venus is diplomacy and also connection. It is very much about our senses and how we feel sensually. So not just romantically centrally, but also, you know, like how you feel safe with your friends or with your lovers or colleagues or whatever it is. Having these two planets retrograde at the same time really does point us for the rest of the month towards our relationships. So if you find that patterns are emerging or re-emerging, it is time to really take responsibility for how you choose to participate. So important because yes, retrogrades can bring exes out of the woodwork for sure, but there's a reason why and it's not about them. It's about you. It's about how you choose to participate, what you let in, whether or not you take the space and time you need to reflect on your own values, Venus, or your own thoughts, attitudes, uh, and dynamics with people, Mercury, and a little bit of Venus, this is on you. What other people do or don't do, what they say or don't say, that's them. That's on them. What's on you is to really take stock of your own habits, your own participation, what you're bringing to a dynamic. And this is also an important time for either heeding and respecting others' boundaries or clarifying, expressing, and holding your own, or a little bit of both. So, okay, let's talk about the Mercury retrograde. This particular Mercury retrograde looks like it's going to be very emotional. So when we have a Mercury retrograde, as you probably know by now, what happens is that technology goes sideways on us, right? So our emails don't get sent, you make plans with somebody and you, you know, got the time wrong, or they got the time wrong, like just stupid, annoying, frustrating miscommunications occur. And this happens because we are meant to slow down. We are meant to be more reflective and considerate through the Mercury retrograde period, right? And so you may have already noticed during the retro shade period 
that when technological issues happened or any kind of communication issues that happened, you may have noticed that you got really frustrated, that it was just really incredibly annoying and made you feel like things aren't working and they're never going to work. And that's because Mercury is really close to Saturn in this Mercury retrograde chart. So I cast a chart for the exact moment when Mercury goes retrograde, right? And we have Mercury at 10 degrees of Aquarius and Saturn at 13 degrees of Aquarius. So they're real close to each other, which means that there's a depressive and heavy energy with this Mercury retrograde, unfortunately. Now, the positive of that is that it does favor getting organized, uh, getting serious, and really hunkering down to figure things out. Retrogrades always follow the rule of re's, reflect, reassess, review, reconsider, right? This all helps us to recalibrate our thinking when it comes to Mercury retrograde. Saturn is going to make us more concerned with heavy topics, and it's also likely to make us feel pretty lonely. And this makes sense as many places around the world are going into lockdown and rules of social distancing are kind of coming back up. Also, with so many people who are COVID positive, those people need to be isolating. And that isolation is very classic of the Mercury-Saturn conjunction, this feeling of loneliness and isolation. You might remember that Saturn in Aquarius is a very uh, isolated placement, really socially isolated placement. And we started talking about, quote, social distancing just as Saturn went into Aquarius in 2020. So this retrograde is definitely going to kick up some loneliness. And how you cope with that loneliness is really important. We also have a sun conjunction to Pluto that's active in this chart. So sun's at 24 degrees, Pluto's at 26. It's, again, quite a tight conjunction, not exact. And this intensifies our feelings. It creates more of a compulsive and driving sense of, I want to be seen. I want to break free. I want to do what I want. Now, unfortunately, it's pretty fucking poorly timed because that's not what's happening, right? We're not going to have that freedom necessarily. And it's on us to care enough about ourselves to do the work we need to do to not abandon ourselves and to not fixate on things that create or perpetrate self-harm. This is not going to be easy because we also have a Uranus square to Mercury and Saturn. Mercury is at 10 degrees, but so is that Uranus right? Uranus is at almost 11 degrees and Uranus is squared to Saturn and even more tightly squared to Mercury. And this increases the tempo of our thinking. It can increase our sense of anxiety and restlessness. Uranus wants to break free of all restrictions just at a time where we're likely to have more restrictions. And this is just, you know, saying nothing of the restrictions, responsibilities, and issues of your personal life. So there's what's happening in the collective and the morphic field associated with that. And then there's what's happening for us personally, which unfortunately we are likely to feel really personal about, right? You don't want to forget that what you're experiencing, no matter what it is, has a larger social context. And seeing that larger social context may actually be quite helpful for you, this, this Mercury retrograde period. Now, there's a couple other things I should tell you about here. Uh, the first is that we've got Mars square to Neptune in the Mercury retrograde chart. It's actually part of a T-square involving the moon. So again, uh, it may be very tempting to pass along misinformation or gossip. 
it may be very tempting to believe propaganda or to believe stories that have no evidence behind them or stories that basically offer you confirmation bias. But we really want to turn to journalists that we trust. We want to turn to journalistic sources that we trust uh, in the world. And then on a personal level, we want to take responsibility for how we participate with gossip and how we participate in terms of supporting our friends. Because Mars square to Neptune, especially with that moon involvement, can mean that you're feeling really demoralized, just like, like there's no place for you, like you don't belong. It's important to know that you may feel that way and you may not feel that way, but for sure someone you know is feeling that way. And so if you are not having a particularly rough time and, you know, this is this Mercury retrograde is going to last a hot minute. It won't be over until February the 3rd, 2022. There's going to definitely be an opportunity for you to reach out and check in on someone that you care about. People are going through a rough time right now. So if you've got extra energy, reach out with a little kindness. And if you've got unsolicited criticism for one of your people and it can wait, yeah, let it wait. Let it wait, my friends. Uh, we could all use a slightly more gentle touch in this period, okay? Now, one last thing I'm going to say about this Mercury retrograde chart. It doesn't have a lot of flow in it, but the flow that it does have is supportive for, again, human connection. And so I want to say that as hard as this period may be, and it, honestly, it may be a little hard, our capacity to show up for others, to share of ourselves with others, and to foster real connection, when things aren't easy, when things aren't chill, that is really strong in this Mercury retrograde chart. And so this Mercury retrograde, don't just reflect on, you know, the shitty parts of your patterns or your exes that hurt your feelings, as tempting as that may be to do. And honestly, it looks like it'll be pretty tempting. Instead, make the effort to reach out to people and let them know how you feel about them. Let them know that you're there for them if you are. Sometimes you can't really be there for someone, but you can still send them love. And in 2022, that can be done through a goddamn emoji, right? So if you don't have a huge amount of bandwidth, you can still find ways of reaching out without kind of abandoning your little sanctuary of self-care if that's where you need to be. But think of others, Consider how you can both manage your own self-care, but also show up for the world around you. Because as you know, your wellness is interwoven with everybody else's, you know, it, it, it just is. Now, from a strictly egotistical and materialistic standpoint, it isn't. But from a spiritual standpoint, it absolutely is. And at the end of the day, each and every human will have to confront that one way or another. So might as well do it now while you got lots of wiggle room and time to work with it. You know what I mean? Now, there's just one last transit that I want to tell you about. On the 15th, we will be feeling the effects of the sun conjunction to Pluto that I mentioned in the Mercury retrograde chart. It won't be exact until the 16th, and I will talk about it in depth on the 16th when the next podcast episode drops. But we will be feeling it on the 15th. And so it's worth me mentioning this transit intensifies our feelings. And because Pluto's involved, it tends to have us fixated on uh, what we don't have, on our fears, on things we did or didn't do right. Pluto tends to be pretty deep and intense. And so I want to just kind of bookmark that for you. And if you feel those energies starting to build, do not attach to the thoughts and situations that are out of your control and look or feel bad to you. 
Instead, if there's something creative and helpful that you can do in this situation, because of course, this is all happening in Capricorn, so it needs to be pragmatic. If there's something you can actually practically do, then, you know, investigate that. But if it's out of your control and there is nothing that you can do, then I would recommend prioritizing uh, your mental, spiritual, and emotional health, right? And that might look like distracting yourself. That might look like finding something creative and generative to do. It might look like any number of things. But if it's not helpful, don't feed it. This isn't the time for that. And if people start acting all kinds of weird, and they may, around the 15th, uh, try not to take it personally. And if you don't want drama in your life, do not participate in drama. Do not feed the damn drama. Not everything you think needs to be said. You know, you know. And sometimes you need to, you need to really uh, use that voice of yours and take a stand about something. This transit, it can, it can swing the pendulum in either direction. And it is on all of us as individuals to determine what is the best medicine for the moment. All right, my loves, that's your damn horoscope. And let me run through all the transits again, which you know I don't always remember to do, but I try. Okay, on the 9th, we have an exact Mercury sextile to Chiron. On the 10th, we have an exact Sun sextile to Neptune. On January the 11th, we have an exact square between Mars and Neptune. On the 14th, Mercury goes retrograde in Aquarius. And on the 15th, we start to feel the effects of the Sun conjunction to Pluto. One last thing I want to share with you is it's my damn birthday. And if you wanted to give me some birthday love, the best way you can do it is by uh, subscribing to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, giving it a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to it. And, you know, if you want to write me a kind review, uh, I welcome it. I I would receive it as a birthday present. As always, please send me your questions for the podcast over at ghostofapodcast.com. Fill out that contact form and ask me any questions that you want a reading about. You can always find current and past episodes of the podcast, plus free transcripts on my website, plus tons of other articles, videos, and free tools while you're there. So giddy up and get on over to lovelineto.com. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. I'll be older. You unless you're a fellow Capricorn, will be the same. And it'll be glorious or mediocre. I'm open to whatever. Okay, bye.